Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business, episode 125. Now, this is the last episode in the Mindset series, and in this episode, I'm going to introduce you to this concept of starting rituals. And also, I'm going to wrap up and reflect on some of the things that we learned throughout this whole mindset series over these last 23 episodes. And I'm also going to take a minute to give you a little bit of a teaser of what you can expect in the future episodes, because it's all your fault. You guys voted on what it is that you wanted, and so that's what I'm going to give you. Remember, my role is to be here to serve you. My role is to be a teacher and help you with those aspects of entrepreneurship that you really need help with. Okay, so if you are like the average entrepreneur, myself included, you often struggle with this great paradox of an infinite to-do list, and finite resources like time, money, willpower, and focus. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you likely know that all tasks are not created equal. The amount of energy and effort that it takes to do something that's within your comfort zone is less than it takes to do something that is outside of your comfort zone. And this is why all tasks are not created equal. Certain things that you do are going to be easier for you. And when you do them, you're not going to have any resistance. You're going to be able to just dive right in. Well, other things, you're just going to maybe struggle a little bit with them. And you're going to be tempted to procrastinate. And so this episode... We're going to talk about an important tool, starting rituals, that you can use to bypass that procrastination that you might be facing. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to explain what a starting ritual is. In our second segment, I'm going to explain how a starting ritual is relevant to your mindset. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share my favorite five starting rituals, and also the one tool that always allows me to beat any procrastination, any stubbornness, any resistance that I might have. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So I don't think it would be possible to talk about starting rituals without talking about the brilliant Mel Robbins. Now, you might not be familiar with her, but she is the author of the book called The Five Second Rule. And in that book, she talks about this tool that she created by accident, purely just to motivate herself to get out of bed when she was in a really big dip, a really big low point in her life. And the inspiration to create this five-second rule quite literally came from a Nassau video that she watched where they were counting down from five to one in order to launch a rocket. And she thought to herself, you know, tomorrow when I am struggling to get out of my nice warm bed in the morning, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to launch myself out of bed by counting five, four, three, two, one. Now, 
You might be familiar with the five second rule as it pertains to food, which is something totally different. You know, like if you drop something on a floor and you have an acceptable five seconds to be able to pick it up and still eat it before, you know, it's suitably contaminated and it's inappropriate to eat. Now, I'm sure you've always, you know, experienced this in the past. You've argued maybe for the merits of the five second rule you know, when something was really tasty and you really wanted to eat it. But this five-second rule, this one from Mel Robbins that she has become famous for and written a book on, it actually has nothing to do with the food five-second rule. So just park that over somewhere else. (laughs) Get that out of your mind. It has nothing to do with food falling on the floor. In fact, she often jokes that if she knew that this little trick was going to gain her so much attention and momentum and end up writing a book, she probably would have picked a different name that wouldn't have been confused with the food five-second rule. But, you know, I sort of think in hindsight, maybe it has actually played a part in what has made her so successful, right? Because the five-second rule is sticky, it's memorable, and the name, at least, has been something that's already implanted in our minds. So maybe that is what has helped her to be so successful. So a starting ritual is a technique that you use to encourage yourself to do something that you wouldn't really otherwise be motivated to do. Now, it might be something that is really hard, something that makes you feel overwhelmed and it's intimidating and you don't even know where to start. We all have those projects, right? Or sometimes something might be really easy and it might be a quick task to do, but it's something that is repetitive and boring and so you just want to put it off. We're all different and I can't give you a specific list of things that you procrastinate on because it might be different than things that I procrastinate on. And so where you need to use a starting ritual is with the things that you know you struggle to get started with. So take some time either now or later on today and think to yourself, what is it that I struggle with to get started on? What is it that I always, always struggle to do or to get started on? And you might even be rolling your eyes right now just thinking about this one thing, or maybe it's multiple things. If you know yourself really well, you probably have a good, solid list of things that you struggle to do. So what I do want to do with you today is to make you aware of what starting rituals actually are. And I want to invite you to really take some time to think about how this applies to your regular productivity every week so that you can think about what starting rituals you want to introduce into your schedule so this will help you to be more productive. So let's chat about why starting rituals are so darn important. Before this episode, you might not have even known what they were or that they even existed, but now you do, and you're especially aware of them because as an entrepreneur, they're really, really, really important because it is our time, not our money, that is our most precious resource. 
we have to be efficient with our time. And really, in order to get things done, we have to really, really focus on being productive, as productive as possible. And this will make the difference between whether you struggle with your business or whether you're successful with your business. And when we get really clear on knowing what are the things that we struggle with, what are the things that we procrastinate on, well, this is the first step forward towards making it conscious and changing your behavior. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that there are things that I have procrastinated in my life that quite literally took more time and energy in the procrastination of them than it would have just taken to just sit down and do it. (laughs) So the first and most important reason to start using a starting ritual is to be efficient with your time and to get more done. Now the other main reason that I want you to think about incorporating a starting ritual is to stop being so hard on yourself. You know, just the other day, I was chatting with a friend on the phone, and I was going on about how, you know, I was giving him an update on what was going on with the business, and I was just going on and ranting about how I wish I was more productive, and how everything that I do takes longer than I think it should, and I wish I was better at time management and managing projects. And he said, you know, Jules, you're not a project manager, are you? You're a coach, you're a podcaster, and your work is largely creative. So it's hard to know how long things are going to take. And you know what? He's right. He gave me a little dose of tough love, and it really, really resonated with me. It made me think about how I'm way too hard on myself for this. And, you know, sometimes in my head, I believe that since this business is built around me and my services, that I should be able to control my time more easily. And this just isn't the case. So having this chat with my friend really got me to thinking about just how hard we are on ourselves, just how high the expectations are for what kind of impact this has on others and on our mindset. So the second reason to incorporate starting rituals into your schedule is to keep a positive mindset and to stop beating yourself up all the time. Remember, your mindset is your subconscious blueprint for success. And the health of your mindset will impact how successful you really are. And so this is a perfect time, and you know I love talking about mindset, to really reflect on everything that we have talked about in this mindset series. We kicked off way back in episode 102. So when we hit that 100 episode mark, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to kind of organize the content into sections or segments so that we could really, really focus and really deep dive on certain topics. So we started way back in episode 102 And we started to focus on mindset, specifically what kind of mindset you need to have as an entrepreneur. And with the exception of about three episodes over Christmas, we made it all the way here to episode 125. So we learned a lot over these 23 episodes. We talked about knowing what your purpose is, your big P purpose and your small P purpose. 
We talked about having a growth versus a fixed mindset. And I know you have a growth mindset or else you wouldn't be here. We talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about your saboteurs, about pedestal complex, about spotlight effect, and what it's really like to step outside of your comfort zone. We talked about fear, fear of success, fear of failure, fear fear of being seen and heard. We talked about perfection. We talked about gratitude, the danger of comparing, visualizing, peak experiences, perspectives, your zone of genius, geography, and today, the importance of starting rituals. Phew, that's a lot of content. And if you need a refresher on any of these topics, you go right ahead. I encourage you to go back and pick and choose the episodes that you think you need to listen again, either now or at any point in the future. You can go ahead and check them out. Or you might want to do what I do when I meet someone new. On the back of my business cards, I have a little area, a blank white space, where I can write in and really prescribe a podcast episode for someone. So if you hear someone, a friend or a colleague or someone that you know who really needs a good kick in the butt, they need a little bit of tough love, then you can go ahead and prescribe them an episode, copy that link and send it over to them because, you know, they might enjoy it. So that is a lot of content that we covered. And in the next few episodes, I'm actually going to catch you up on some of the great books that I've read that have had a huge impact on me. And then kicking off in episode 130, we're going to start a new series. Now the new series is on blueprinting. And we're going to talk about all of the things that you can expect to go through as an entrepreneur. Not only when you kick off, but all the way through your entrepreneurial journey. So thank you. Thank you for giving me your input. Thank you for voting on this topic. And I'm excited to kick off that new series very, very soon. So if you're keen to try out a starting ritual, then I would strongly suggest that you use Mel Robbins five second rule. I've used it. I love it. And really all you need to do is when you have that thought in your head of what you need to do, just count down from five to one and then dive in and do it. And this will really entice you to start something new. And if you want more information, you can find literally anywhere, just YouTube, um, Five Second Rule and Mel Robbins, and you'll find lots of great, amazing content from her as well as her book online if you're inspired to read more about that and about her story. I also wanted to share some of my favorite starting rituals that I use. And I'm gonna warn you, a lot of them are really, 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 really cheesy. But hey, that's kind of how I roll, right? My hope isn't that you judge me for how cheesy they are. My hope is that you are inspired by hearing them and either want to try one of these and see if it works for you, or you want to really create your own starting ritual that you know is going to apply and really do amazing work for you. Okay, so I've got five Five of my favorite starting rituals that I use the most often. So I'm going to walk you through this list. The first one is project managing a task. So let's say you're sitting down, you're about to do something new, and it's so big and so large and so overwhelming, you don't even know where to start. 
What I do is I break it down and I estimate how long each of the different pieces are going to take. So it's kind of like turning it into a puzzle, right? And so you realize some of things have to be done linear, some things have to come before others, and some don't. Some are more fun, you can pick and choose, mix things up, but it helps you to see what the project is all in front of you. Now this is important because it's a tricky way of dipping a toe into your work or into the project without actually doing the work. Now I'm sure you've heard over the years of Parkinson's Law, which states that as soon as a resource is made available to us, we consume it all. We often talk about this in terms of time. So however much time we have, we use it all up. Now we often talk about Parkinson's Law as it relates to time and time management. I also personally think that it applies to chocolate and whatever chocolate resources are made available to us, we use them all up, which is why I keep a finite amount of chocolate in my house every week and only dark chocolate and it goes in the freezer. Okay, so for example, if we allocate two weeks to do something and we know we have two weeks to get it done, then we're going to spread things out and we're going to use up most of the time. But if there is a fire lit under us and we only have one day or maybe only two hours to do something, then we're going to dial things up. We're going to be focused and we're going to make it happen in those two hours. Now, I first learned about Parkinson's Law in the 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss' book, and it was such a huge realization for me because... I have always struggled with time management and I love leaving things to the last minute. I was that person that was writing my college paper at the last minute and like taking a cab to drive it up to the school and hand it in to my teacher. Nothing ever got done in advance. I was always doing papers at the last minute. I was studying at the last minute. That's just kind of who I was. I never really built that great behavior to do things in advance. And I think part of it too is I love the adrenaline rush of seeing if I can make it happen, you know, if I can get it all done at the last minute. But what I've learned over the years with maturity, you know, with great maturity and great years comes great wisdom. It's that the finished product is always better if we have a lot of time and a lot of breathing room and the benefit of perspective to make revisions to something. And I think this applies to all areas of our life. So how I use this is I take a a project, I take and break it down into a bunch of little pieces, whether that's reading, research, editing, tracking, reviewing, whatever it is, and I estimate how long each of these are going to take. And then my focus goes on tracking how long something is going to take And then once I do that, it kind of helps me to dip a toe into starting the pieces that are really exciting to me. It helps me to shift the brain and uh, really tricks me into getting something started in advance. So that's my starting ritual number one. It's to project manage the task, to look at it from that big picture, uh, 360 degree perspective of what needs to be done and then you kind of trick yourself into getting started. Number two is Nadi Chodna or alternate nostril breathing. Now this is a yoga technique that I do for about five minutes and I do it always when I start a new project. It allows me to really focus and I've talked about this tool before in previous episodes so I'm not going to go into too much detail to explain it but I will go over the basics 
And it goes like this. We all have a left and a right hemisphere of the brain, right? And throughout the day, at any one point, our energy shifts from our left to our right side of the brain. And this is important because the left side of your brain is responsible for all the um, male activities, for all the analytical tasks, all the finite things, the rational thinking that we need to do. Whereas the right side of the brain is responsible for our creativity, things like writing, drawing, art. Now throughout the day, every 20 to 30 minutes or so, the energy shifts from one side of the brain to the other. And this is important to know because if you have something to do that is very analytical, very serious and very focused, but you happen to be in a state where your right side or creative side of the brain is active or dominant, then you might struggle with this task. So I like to use alternate nostril breathing because it allows me to balance out the brain. I also um, use a variation of it to help to shift the energy to the other side of the brain that really, really helps me and allows me to focus. And it's super hard to explain in a podcast, but I will promise I will do a video for you guys this week and pop that into the Facebook group. So that's number two. The second starting ritual that I have is to sit down, get off my technology, and just do alternate nostril breathing for about five minutes, and that allows me to shift my focus and really, really get grounded. Now, starting ritual number three is to give into the procrastination. Yes, give into the procrastination. If I have something that I am procrastinating, I simply tell myself, okay, go ahead. You don't have to do it right now. You go ahead and goof off and do whatever it is that you want to do. And I set my timer. I set my timer for five minutes, for 10 minutes, and I just am free like a bird and I do whatever the heck I want to with that time. And then as soon as that timer goes off, then I dive right into what I need to do. Now, this one, granted, I know is a little quirky, but it somehow really works for me. And I think I also like it because whenever I do have that like dedicated goof off time before I get serious, it allows me to see really specifically how easy it is to just burn through 10 minutes doing absolutely nothing. And so it almost inspires me to be more focused and be more efficient. Because, you know, really, when we goof off, we uh, realize that there's a bottomless pit of how quickly time flies by doing nothing. And so I'm always grateful at the end of this that I put the timer on and I feel inspired to dive in. So that's number three, the starting ritual, is you give in to the procrastination, dot, 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 but just for a small period of time. Number four, now this is stream of consciousness journaling which is where you open up a document and you can do this on your computer or you can do it in a notebook and you just start writing things down. Write down what you do know. Now, even if this is a stubborn thought on your mind, like I really don't want to start this project, you go ahead and write it down. You write it down a couple times, three to five times, and then ask yourself, what is a slightly more positive thought that I can take? What else do I know? And then every time you write something out, it takes you that one step closer to getting the inspiration to start doing what you need to do. Now, 
I love doing this because even if you write something silly and ridiculous, like I really want a peanut butter sandwich, it just allows you to laugh at how ridiculous something is at all these crazy thoughts going on in your head. And that alone makes you shift your energy, right? Because laughter is always a powerful way to shift energy and to make things lighter. And each time you picked a slightly more powerful thought, like, I don't even know where to start, but I I feel like I should just dive in. Or this is going to feel so good when it's done and I don't even have to think about it anymore. So inch by inch, thought by thought, you're shifting your energy, you're dipping a toe, and you're getting yourself into that headspace to get started. So tip number four is stream of conscious journaling. Now, lastly, number five, change the medium. Now this applies to what you're doing and where you're doing it. So however you typically do something, try to do it differently. For example, I typically write out the script for my podcast episode in a Word doc. And then if I'm ever struggling to get started with it, what I do is I grab a pen, actually a pencil, I always write in pencil, pencil and a piece of paper, scrap piece of paper, and I just start to mind map the episode out. For some reason, taking this offline, um, not being digital, helps me to come up with more creative ideas. And so I kind of doodle and I draw and I do word art and it just allows me to get really dreamy, get all up in my head with a with a thought, with a concept, with what is it that I really want to help people with? What do I want to teach them? And what this helps me to do is to shift the focus, get all my thoughts out. It's kind of like writing an outline, but more of a creative outline. And it allows me to see something through from the beginning right to the end. And doing this helps me shift my energy to let those ideas flow, right? Because as I always say, no one ever says that I am my most creative sitting in front of my computer with a blank Word document and a flashing cursor. No one ever, ever, ever says that. That is not where our greatest inspiration comes from. So ask yourself, is there a different medium that I can use for this task that is different than what I usually do? And this could be standing at a whiteboard. I use that quite a lot too. Um, You could go for a walk. You could record an audio file to be transcribed. You could stand up and pretend that you're giving a talk and see what kind of ideas come out, you know, from you. But only do that one maybe in private. Whatever it is that you can do, see if you can try something different that is going to inspire you. Maybe you write something down on cue cards. See what other mediums are available to you. Try them out and see if they are exciting and they shift your energy. So let's recap those five different starting rituals. Number one, project manage your task. See it from that big picture view. Two, alternate nostril breathing. Three, give in to the procrastination with a timer. Number four, stream of consciousness journaling. And five, change the medium that you're working in. Now, the last tool that I want to share and perhaps the most powerful conscious business tool of them all, this is the heavy hitter. This is the one that I bust out when I'm really, really, really procrastinating and completely stuck. It's the Pomodoro Technique. 
Now, we did a couple of episodes on this a while ago, and I created a worksheet for you guys, and I use it all the time, and it actually has two Pomodoro rounds on it, which is essentially two for, it's about half a day's work, and so that's a great way to shift your energy. So not only does it have the timing on it, um, but it also has a parking lot at the bottom, which is really great because as thoughts aka distractions are popping into your head you just write them down at the bottom you write the time you write the distraction and then I usually only have one or two things pop in my head to distract me and then once I've made them conscious they don't bother me anymore so it's a really really good tool and I actually you know just to save paper I, I use the same sheet over and over again I just write it in a pencil I'm not wasting paper and I just reuse it over and over again which is really cool. So that's the heavy hitter. That's the tool that I bust out when I really, really, really feel stuck. So there you have it. I've shared a few of my favorite starting rituals. These are things that have worked for me, but I'm sure that there's many out there that you guys use or that you can think of, and I would love to hear all about it. I would love to know If you use starting rituals, if you haven't, but you maybe are thinking about using one, what is it and what gets you excited to try? And if you do have one that you've used, tell me what it is so that I can share it with everyone else. I would love to hear from you and I would love, more importantly, to know what works for you. Okay, so I hope that you are keen to try out one of these new starting rituals or to maybe make up one of your own. And I hope it helps you to bust through your cycle of procrastination or resistance. Remember that the most important aspect of becoming an entrepreneur is this journey of self-discovery along the way. Just like when we set goals, we set them not just for the accomplishment of what we are trying to get done, but for who we become in the process of realizing those goals. And this is exactly what's happening to you as an entrepreneur. It isn't just about what you're getting done. It isn't just about this amazing business that you are building or the method of figuring out what you need to do each day to get things done. This is about who you are becoming in the process. It is about the journey of self-discovery and self-awareness to realize just how powerful you really, really are. You are realizing how capable you are. You are realizing what kind of impact you have on people. You are realizing what kind of an incredible leader you really, really are. Make no mistake, this is not just about you. This is about how you impact others. So don't get too hung up on yourself. Just focus on the people whose lives you are changing and impacting. So think about one aspect of your business or your life that you want to be a little bit more efficient in. And I want to challenge you to create a starting ritual for it so that you can get to learn a little bit more about what you love to do, about what makes you tick, about what ideal environment you thrive in. 
And when you focus on doing this, it will free up even more time for you to have an impact on everyone else around you. Because that, as a reminder, is exactly what you are here to do. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.